wonder what success actually means? How do you get it? And how do you keep it? We all want it, yet sometimes it feels only some of us get to have it. Hi, Teresa and Blair here. We are two badass entrepreneurs, best-selling authors, coaches, and business mentors who have had success, felt success, questioned our own success, and reclaimed it. Let's be real for a hot minute. 2020 has been a roller coaster ride, and many of us have started to wonder if they'll lose the things that made them successful. So we got curious, raw and real, about what success is truly about. Can you put it in a box? How can you get it? Can people take it away, or are you the one with the power? Does it mean the same to all of us, or are we the ones that create it? From PGA golf pros to doctors, CEOs, entrepreneurs, and spiritual mentors. We get together to meet with successful people from around the globe to dissect success through vibrant conversations and interviews. Make sure you click the subscribe button on the App Store because each week we will drop a new episode to bust through the myths around success and dissect its true meaning. Welcome back to another episode of Dissecting Success. It's me, Blair Kaplan Venables. I'm here with the amazing and remarkable Teresa Lambert. And you know what? Something that we've been talking about over the last year or so, and it's come up in conversations at events with clients and coaching and beyond is resources. What are the resources that we have used to get to where we are today? What did we, you know, read? watch, learn, go. What do we wish we know we knew? And this episode is focused on some of the resources that we've used to build our business. And, you know, just some, some recasts, you know, at the time of listening to this, we've had a multiple five-figure launch. I had a multiple five-figure month and, you know, I had a five-figure day a couple of weeks ago. And it's because I've used specific tools in my life and I see everything that comes my way as a potential learning opportunity. And, you know, some months I, I have a, <laughs> not a five figure month. Sometimes I have a smaller month and, you know, how do we set ourselves up to evolve, grow, learn, and continuously inspire while working on our business. So here we are today with another episode of Dissecting Success to empower you, to give you the momentum you need to up-level your business, to inspire the fuck out of you. I love that. <laughs> so good. Yeah, resources. You know, I think that's so important and just something you you mentioned, um, you know, I've been recently talking more about on my uh, social media, on my Instagram is you know, that we've got to normalize fluctuations and, and things like that. And I know you and I've had a episode that we dedicated just to fluctuations in your business sales and your business revenues. And this morning, because I just finished up my three-day um, masterclass on selling and attracting soul clients online, which was amazing. I had so much fun. And I was talking about this commitment to growth and this commitment to mastery in that for me, mastery is an attitude. It's an attitude that's rooted in the willingness and your commitment to show up and to refine your process and get better and better and better and better over time. And certainly tools and resources have helped along that. But by having that mindset that you're always learning, you know, by, by always looking for new resources, different ways of doing things, that's how you continue to be motivated to keep going 
when it's not always looking the same or when a month feels harder, because let's face it, like, it's not all walking in a park. Like it's hard to build a business and you and I work hard to build our business. That doesn't mean we hustle. That doesn't mean we're on 24 seven. And some of the tools and resources that I have used to help me with that, like a book that I would recommend reading to everybody that has sort of just came back into my mind actually this morning was Brandon Bouchard's High Performance Habits. And he He talked about clarity being the number one indicator for high performance. And so I always come back to, do I have clarity around my process, my strategy, what I'm doing next, how I want to show up, my intention, my goals, right? Like when I have clarity, I show up differently. So that's a great resource right there. Ooh, I got to add that to the list. We got to make sure in the show notes for this episode, we list all these resources. Blair and Teresa's resource list. I don't know. We'll come up with a better name. I'm sure. Okay. I love that because I've never read that book and I'm really into listening to audiobooks. but I was thinking back to my business days, my, sorry, my business development days, professional development days. And in 2005, I became an educator at Lululemon Athletica in Winnipeg. They were just opening the store in Polo Park Mall. And I had the gift of being an educator with them. And they did a lot of professional and personal development. And so we had a library of books to read, Tipping Point, Good to Great, a whole bunch of other books. But I didn't see them as, oh, I'm going to use this to build a business one day because at that time I didn't know I had a dream to build a business. But when I did start my business and just a little recap, if you've <laughs> if this is the first time listening or if you heard, haven't heard this story in a while, I worked for Lululemon for about three and a half years, Winnipeg, Edmonton, Vancouver. I left Lululemon to start my company, Blair Kaplan Communications. I was 23. It was the beginning of the recession. I was like, I want to do PR I'm just going to make my own opportunities, you know, build, build my own damn door and walk on through it. But Lululemon, they were the company, they were the people who um, opened up the possibilities for me to love yoga and live a certain lifestyle. And so after three and a half years of living a certain lifestyle, I was still living it, but now I no longer got the perks of Lululemon employees, which is complimentary yoga. And so I was like, holy shit, yoga is expensive. And so I was now looking for a way to still live my lifestyle less of a cost and I couldn't find a way to do so. So long and short of it, I started a health and wellness coupon company and I went to all the things in Vancouver that I wanted to try, travel and art and fitness and yoga. And I got some really big names in the fitness and wellness and health industry to be a part of my coupon book. It was Living Free Vancouver. It morphed to be online to Living Free Canada and it kind of followed a group by model. Um, But anyways, I was out about networking my face off. And in the beginning of my business, I did a lot of barter because like I needed to learn and I had skills to give. But I did a barter with um, a business coach and it was my first time working with a business coach. We didn't do tons of work together, but she said, before you work with me, I want you to read E-Myth Revisited by Michael Gerber. Okay. E-Myth Revisited. And so I bought it and I devoured it. And the biggest lesson it taught me 13 years ago was to build systems in your business work on your business, not for your business. And that is something that I've carried along with me. And I'm actually, I started rereading the book last year and then I stopped because I, I need to listen to books. I think I retain information better. So I'm now going through all my favorite books and re, rereading them with my ears. But I recommend if you are just starting out or you want to up level, you've never heard of this book, E-Myth Revisited by Michael Gerber. It changed my freaking life. 
I love that. I have not read that book, but systems, systems, systems. I mean, you know that I love my tech and automation. I think that is so important, but having systems in place and having like just a way in which you do business that takes some of the things out of your hand, especially if you in your business for yourself, like a solopreneur, and you might have some, you know, consultants and other support that helps you with finance, you know, accounting, bookkeeping, graphic design, like whatever you want to bring in, into your business. But we do so much still on our own within our businesses. And so, you know, to be able to do it well and not work a hundred hours a week or more, um, which is easy to do, Totally. You need really good systems. I love that. E-Myth Revisit It. Yes. Oh my gosh. And like, I can't wait. I'm going to listen to it. I have a lot of driving coming up in my life. <laughs> Lots of time driving. My new thing is while I'm at home doing chores, I, I spend that time listening to music. And now when I'm commuting, I spend that time listening to podcasts and audiobooks. Um, and it's part of like Blair 2.0 or maybe 3.60. <laughs> Because I'm turning 36. When you come over next time and stay with me later this month, now that you're living in a different le- like land, I was going to say, you're a different part of the land. I am in a, <laughs> a different, different part of the part land. land. <laughs> we all part of the land. Blair from Blair land to Teresa from Teresa land. <laughs> I love it. Okay, so. Um, but no, you can bring that book because, uh, would you bring that book? Because I love reading books. Um, Actually, I'm like a book. Like I love having a book in my hand and I actually like notorious. I'm one of those people, like I will highlight fold pages, but this is also becomes a resource for me. So all of the books I've read, I will go back to and pick them out and, you know, read them again. I love that. Yes, I for sure will bring that. Okay, so let's talk about a couple more business books. Like what what other business books do you recommend to your clients or to the people in your life, Teresa? You know, there's different books for different reasons. One that really impacted me actually in the way I show up both as a leader when I still ran an organization and now in my business is called Looped Tail by Bruce Boone. And Bruce Boone started a like, call it like a off the grid travel company quite a long time ago. He's very well known. And his book is about his journey of building this um, travel business really and how he started. And it's all about like the loop tail is all about paying it forward and then how things come back to you. So, you know, you and I, we talk a lot about leading with value and giving and not having this expectation, but we know we have this deep knowing that things come back. So Loop Tale by Bruce Poon is like a super, super awesome book that I would really recommend. And it also has a really cool section in it. So for any of you who are building businesses, maybe you're forming teams, maybe you are leading an organization when you're learning to see, you know, this is another cool business book and it's a little bit different and it's a beautiful story, but there is a section in the book that's called the death of HR. And it really, really struck me along with so many other things that he talks about in this book, but it's all about um, building communities within your business 
um, building spaces, thinking outside the box and how he just formed this thing he called it the culture club. And it made me just think as we're talking about this and as you shared about your experience with Lululemon and the community and the yoga and all the things that they offer, this had sort of a very similar feeling for it. So Loop Tale by Bruce Poon, I would highly recommend. It will give you a very different perspective on paying it forward and also on how to, to lead and set yourself up for success within organizations. Ooh, I'm excited. Oh, I like it. Um, you know, this got me thinking about some other books that really I set out to read because I heard great things. It wasn't necessarily for, you know, my professional development. Anything by Malcolm Gladwell. I love anything by Malcolm Gladwell. I love the you know research and the storytelling. And I find that I take so much away from that because I'm not that traditional business person. I'm a, I'm a life person who empowers people. And I have the social media and public relations skills and public speaking and writing skills. So I draw inspiration from anything I read. Um, and so anything from Malcolm Gladwell, like The Tipping Point. And I, I was also thinking about what other books have I read that have really like inspired me or impacted me. And um, I just listened to Green Lights. Have you heard it? Green, have you heard it of it? It's Matthew McConaughey. And for me, what really inspired me was it. I listened to it because I love listening to him. I heard it was good. It probably would have been really good to read too. Um, but uh, Green Lights, I think it's Green Lights or is it Green Light? Anyways, he tells a bunch of little stories about, but his whole family had this saying, you know, called Green Lights. And the way he tells stories is so brilliant that it's how I want to show up on social media. And when I work on my third book, because you know the I'm Resilient Project book's gonna be coming out in the fall and then I'm gonna be working on my third book, I want to follow a similar structure and it really inspired me. So I don't want people to feel like they need to be restricted to listening to business books. Like listen to all sorts of audiobooks. I keep saying listen to books because that's just how I roll these days. Reading books, listening to books, that. whatever it might be. Like you can learn from absolutely anyone. Like I just listened to Jessica Simpson's book and her story, her stories are so powerful that, you know, I've taken away a few different lessons that I'm applying to my business. And I didn't listen to Jessica Simpson's book because I needed a business book. I listened because I heard great things about it. And I, you know, if you don't like a book, you stop reading it. So there's no, like, you don't lose anything from it. But yeah, like there's some celebrities out there who've pu published books and some I can't even listen to or read. Like I start reading it and to me it's, it's boring, but sometimes I get very much sucked in. And I, yeah. yeah. And there's stories. Good ones. Yeah. Have you read Marie Folio's Everything is Figureoutable? Oh, such a good book. Oh, so good. Oh, That's Gretchen Rubin, The Happiness Project. I There's actually so many good. No, The Happiness no. Project. What her? What's her most recent book? I listened to her most. What? Um, I don't know what her most recent. Oh, I lied. Book. That's Glennon Doyle. What's Glennon Doyle's book? Oh, um, she wasn't it Untamed. I don't know, but oh it's my untamed. god, it's untamed. So it is. It is. Oh, so many good books, so many good books. And, you know, and I agree with you, like yours classics, like I really enjoyed Think and Grow Rich, but, you know, that was a much harder read for me than Loop Tale or Everything is Figureoutable or also Mel um, Robbins, um, The Five Second Rule or, um, oh God, what is her other book called? And I listened to some of hers. Anyways, there's so many good books. And, 
You know, I think one thing here too that I, I want to add is that, you know, sometimes we think in business that it's the most motivated that actually, you know, is successful. But I really believe it's the people that figure out how to show up when things don't go well. And so books that I tend to be drawn to are books that share experiences of people where they're sharing their stories and it wasn't easy and what they did when it didn't work and how habits and rituals and, you know, this growth mindset that we started with really helps us to show up when shit goes wrong. And that is how I feel like we make it in business. So anyways, I just adding that in here. Yes, I love that. Oh, my gosh. OK, so I'm going to throw in one more book and maybe we can just of all time what my favorite book is. And it's interesting to me because it's a musician's book. And so now when I listen to their music from that specific era that he wrote the book, and the stories he told is really interesting to see what's going on in his life and how he wrote stories. And to me, it really sparks creativity to think back to that. And so I think we should, before we move on to maybe some of our favorite tools, why don't we share our favorite book of all time? And I'll go first so you can dig into your you know, memory. And maybe you don't have one of all time, but if you know me, you'll know that my favorite band of all time is Red Hot Chili Peppers. And I absolutely love scar tissue, scar tissue from Anthony Kiedis. And it's about a certain period of his life and like, you know, his childhood and then being in the band and what's inspired him to write the songs. And I just, I've read it a few times. I love it. I will not lend it out. It's been beaten. It's been to like every beach I've ever been to. It's, it's absolutely brilliant. And actually flea wrote a book. Um, I can't remember exactly what it's called right now because I wasn't planning on talking about it, but I'm just feeling really inspired. So Flea's book is called um, do, 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 Acid for the Children and holy shit. OK, I didn't know what to expect because Red Hot Chili Peppers is my favorite band. I, I knew I had to read it. I got it as soon as it came out and I listened to it and it's Flea reading it. And he is such a brilliant writer like Anthony Kiedis. His stories are very fascinating, especially because it ties into writing, you know, ties into like the writing of the songs. But Flea's book Acid for the Children was so good. I listened to it twice in a row. And now maybe I'll listen to it again. I have a couple of trips coming up in the car now just talking about this. But if you have a favorite musician or artist and they put out a book, like dive into it because it really like gets you inside their brain. And, and shows you how things came to be because we only see the finished product. But behind that finished product is this huge journey. And that's what me and Teresa are on, this huge journey, this business journey. But we're letting you in on the process. It's not us just showing you a finished product. It's us showing you the highs, the lows, the good, the bad, the ugly, the less ugly, the beautiful, the sunrise, the sunset. And, you know, I find inspiration in everything. So I empower you to dig into your favorite musicians or artists or celebrities books and see what their life is like. So Teresa, have you been inside your mind? Yes. It's my, I would say probably one of my all-time favorite authors is Polo Coelho and his book, The Alchemist is just next level. And I would recommend everybody who has dreams and who believes in transformation and listening to your hearts. Like, I think that that story has really, like, really captured me. And I was reading it 
a long time ago in my 20s before I went traveling and found my path here. And again, it's about a journey. <laughs> it's about a journey of a young man who is tra traveling. And so anyways, you you want to read this, The Alchemist by Paulo Coelho. He also wrote some other really, really cool books um, that are just, yeah, very deep, very deep mm. and philo philosophical reads. But yes, I would have to say The Alchemist by Paulo Coelho. It's not a business book, but that definitely um, speaks to my heart. I love that. I've never read that either. Oh my God, look at us. We're going to, we should build, you know what we should do? is we should build out our library and put it somewhere where people can like, you know, go and download or listen to or order the books that we are really inspired by. That could be really cool. Okay, so we've been jamming for about 20 minutes. I think what we should do is kind of rapid fire, not go too deep into to some of the software and um, that we use to make our magic happen. Some of the tools that we love. So, and just like different topics, like for example, I've been in business for 13 years and it was only last year I started using QuickBooks. I was just doing everything on my own because I was like, I don't want to pay for a software. Holy shit, changed my life. QuickBooks. That's how I do all my invoicing and billing and it's brilliant. What about you? What do you use for managing all that? Um, oh my God. Actually for accounting, I use Xero. Um, I swapped because my bookkeeper is using that and I love QuickBooks. Um, I've also recently started using HoneyBooks which I really love and I'm able to send contracts to clients and they automatically sign and there's like a proposal path that they can follow and they can schedule. It's a really, really cool tool. Um, my God, I have so many. Canva, well, obsessed. Okay. But you don't invoice through Canva, do you? No, I don't invoice through Canva. Okay. So HoneyBook yeah. and Xero. And actually, I mean, I do most of my stuff, to be honest, through Kajabi. Ooh, so, so let's talk about automation. what is Kajabi? So Kajabi is an all-in-one platform. Um, they've actually just added podcasting. So you can push your podcast through Kajabi now as well, um, which is pretty cool. And you can monetize the podcast. It has email marketing functions. You can build websites, landing pages, products like private program membership sites. Uh, yeah, pretty much like anything I could possibly ever need for my online coaching business is in Kajabi. So I, I am in love. I love Kajabi. I know I talk about it a lot. Um, and it's an incredible tool. And you know what I'm going to do too is um, I'm able to, to offer people 30 day trials as well. So I will put that in the show notes as well for anybody who wants to try it out. But yeah, I, I love it. It's not um, inexpensive, but and at the beginning, like Blair, what you said, I kind of was like, why pay? You know, why pay that much? And I was trying to use all these different tools to save money. And in the end, I was like, it is so frustrating to have everything on a different platform and nothing communicates with each other. And so now everything is pretty much connected. And then I just use a few additional tools for, for things that, you know, Kachabi can't yet do, but they keep adding. I love that. You know what? So I'm actually on the other fence. I'm, I'm, in, I'm a Kartra girl. I've actually been hiring someone to do all my Kartra stuff, but I'm learning to do it all myself. Um, my empowerment group coaching program that's launching in the fall is all going to be done through Kartra, but I also have a WordPress website and I use MailChimp. So they all work harmoniously together. And um, I'm excited to kind of learn how, like a more sophisticated 
way to operate those three, but I'm new to it. Cause I, you know, for me, it's always, I'm always every, every time I hear you talk about Kajabi, I Google it, Kartra Kajabi, Kartra Kajabi. And I think there's a lot of similarities there. And I actually went in to start um, designing something the other day and I found it really easy to use and fun. So I definitely see how you love Kajabi the way you do. So if you are looking at building a program with, you know, hosting courses, building websites, whatever you might be doing, and you want to talk about Kajabi or Kartra, we are your girls. I mean, I can't talk about Kajabi because everything with momentum, which we're going to talk about soon, um, comes out in Kajabi. And I have a lot of, I'm part of different group coaching programs and they all use Kajabi. So um, I'm, I'm falling in love with Kajabi. So we'll see if Kartra can keep me. We'll see what happens. I mean, time is of the essence. Okay. So my website's in WordPress. You built your website fully in Kajabi which is super cool. And then um, Canva. So let's talk about Canva because we both love Canva and I'm not a graphic designer. And I think it depends on what you're doing. Cause you know, there's lots of things you can design in Canva, social media graphics, like Teresa has some killer stuff going out right now, but we've also tried to design things to, for print and it's not always the best quality. So I think when it comes to designing stuff for web, brilliant my friend brenly and i'm, I'm hoping brenly is going to come on as a guest sometime in the future she printed out a book hardcover book she designed it all in canva and printed it out and it actually looks really good so that's so awesome yeah, yeah so- i love canva you know and it's it's so affordable too i mean they have a free version which i used for a very, very long time and now i've upgraded to the pro version but yeah i mean i love designing stuff i never really knew how much i love designing stuff until I started sort of my coaching business and started just designing things and graphics. And like, I mean, I keep mine pretty simple, but they are definitely impactful, but it's so fun. You know, I just, I just have fun. Do it. Like I didn't realize how much I was enjoying it, but I totally agree with you. There's things that I wouldn't touch that I'm like, let's just hire somebody to do that. I love that. That's so true. And um, okay. So we can probably keep going on tools. And I think this episode, like we're going to keep having episodes like this as we evolve. And there's tons of tools that we do use that we haven't talked about, but I want to talk about something I wish I knew about that. I wish I had when I started my business and maybe you could add into that, but I can tell you what I wish I had, which is a tool, but it's also more than a tool. It's a resource is I wish I had a mentor. I wish I had a mentor. I wish I understood what a mentor was. I wish there, I wish I would have known that people like me and Teresa existed in some sort of capacity. And yeah, I had a business coach, but that was different. That was to teach me how to build systems. I wanted, I wish I had someone to guide me on the journey to build a six figure, multiple six figure, seven figure business, because I would have started doing this years ago. Like I'm 13 years in, why wasn't I doing this five, six years ago? seven years ago, 10 years ago. And I really wish that I had a mentor or a group coaching program that would have helped me elevate myself and up-level me and give my business the momentum it needed years ago. Yeah, hands down. And you know what I would also say to that? It's a small group coaching program. And when I say small, not small in terms of impact, but small in terms of group size, which for me has a far greater impact because I feel like when we're able to come together as a group of entrepreneurs too, right? And share and learn, you know, from each other, but be guided. And when I'm part of like a group of, you know, 10, 12 um, 
entrepreneurs that are all going through different things. They're in different stages of their business building journey. I learn so much. I learn so much. And I feel like that's really important and something you just said, right? Like if we don't really know how to set ourselves up in a way that we have a foundation where we can grow from, eventually we'll have to start bringing all those things in. So if you would have known it from the beginning, right? Like to your point, you know, your business might look different today, very different today um, than it is. And now you're doing it and you're like, oh my God, like this makes such a world of a difference too, because it also simplifies. And I know that like, you know, you and I teaming up, to create momentum, which is our six month business accelerator that's starting up again in January. Like we actually have our kickoff call December 15th and there's an early bird that you can drop in with right now that um, basically secures the pricing that we had for the last round and the price will go up at the end of September. So if you're interested, the link will be in the bio, check it out, drop on the waitlist, or just join if you're ready or contact us like if you have questions. But the, the thing that I love about that and what we've been doing is by putting our two heads together and sharing and teaching people all these like different kind of pillars, systems, processes, tools, right? While giving them one-to-one private mentorship all together, like that didn't exist. It like maybe it does exist now, but I, you know, in the format that we are experiencing it, um, it's just so cool. And I love it. And I see the impact it has on our clients that are inside that space. So it's not too late. Like I've joined a couple group coaching programs over the last few years, and that's really what skyrocketed my business. It really helped me change my business model from the done for you to the done with you and done by you model, which has really helped me up level because I was at a capacity. And it's what, you know, what inspired us to create momentum because we're both part of group coaching programs. And I, you know, you don't know what you don't know, but when you're in a group and with facilitators and experts, you evolve in ways that you didn't know existed. And, you know, momentum is intimate. We have 10 spots available. We pretty much sold out half of the spots last cohort during our beta launch. It went super well. We're, you know, soon going to be wrapping up our first cohort. It's amazing. You can learn more about it at Teresa Lambert coaching slash momentum. And, you know, I want to empower you to check it out. If you have questions about it, let us know. It's, it's phenomenal to watch this transformations of the people who are in it. Now, the transformations of us, as leaders and, and mentors and coaches, because we all learn from each other. And I'm, I know I'm having so much fun leading it. Like every time I create something for, for the team and for the group, it's just so inspiring that I take it and, and share it with my network in a, you know, a, a different way. But what we do is we really customize what we teach and inspire. So people can up level and grow their business in ways unimaginable. And so without, without further ado, why don't we wrap this up? I mean, I feel like we can keep talking about resources. So we should save this for another episode. So we talked a lot about books. We did a rapid fire about um, tools like software and whatnot. And then we talked about group coaching. And that's something that, you know, if you're new in your business or you've never done it, try it out. Even if it's not with us, try it out, see how it impacts you. Not every group's the same. You know, there's been some groups I've been a part of and I don't feel the jive. There's some groups that I feel part of the family and I just want to <laughs> here, take my money. And I'm a part of it ongoing. And, you know, without all of those things, reading books, listening to books, 
systems, software, tools, mentorship, I wouldn't be where I am today. And I could probably say the same about Teresa. So thank you for tuning in. Oh, go on. I just... I was like, is she going to say thinking out loud? Thank you. Yeah. (laughs) Thanks for tuning into another episode of Dissecting Success. We're excited to have Momentum Cohort 2 coming out. Um, This is kind of the first time on our podcast. We're really talking about it. You're going to start hearing more about it. We've got some amazing guests coming up. And thank you for joining us on the success path today. Peace out. That's a wrap for another episode of Dissecting Success. Enjoyed this episode? Make sure to subscribe to Blair Kaplan Venables and Teresa Lambert's podcast, Dissecting Success on the App Store. And follow us on Instagram at Teresa Lambert Coaching and Blair from Blairland to stay up to date on our latest episodes, badass offers, and more.